Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Freedom to move right down the east coast of Australia and across the SEN network. Welcome to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yeah, welcome to the final hour of Sonoma Run Home with thanks to Hyundai, Tucson, Turbo Diesel, in stock now, and Blunston, Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. There's so many tongue twisters in there, Philpy. I'm, I'm going to stumble on one eventually. You're nailing it, though, buddy. Uh, welcome to our listeners joining the show on SEN Truck Stations, New South Wales. We've got Griffith, Central Coast in the Illawarra, and in the nation's capital, Canberra, up in Queensland. We've got Atherton, Darling Downs, Ingham, Kingaroy, and Nanango. Oh, Nanango. Is uh, anyone listening in Nanango? If you're in Nanango, give us a text or shit. Yeah, you I've, ever been? No. Nah, what's what's the what's the most innocuous town you've been to touring? Um, comedy shows. Uh, uh, with no offence to that town, of course. <laughs> in case they're listening, yeah, yeah. Paul Macquarie, shout out. Uh, uh, there's a place called Cabago down the south I've coast. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. That's, uh, that's an interesting place. Millie, Woodchoppers. Millie Boyle yeah. is from Cabago. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah. Most of it burnt down in those fires. Yeah. Um, Mate, yeah. Beautiful around there, though. A lot of it wood is beautiful. area. That's good. All right. We had our absolute love fest with the Bulldogs earlier, and I've got all my excitement out. <laughs> it's it's time, your turn. It's time to go all Nova Castrian. So um, if you are a Knights fan or you just like all things Newcastle Knights, we've got a bloke uh, who we're about to chat to now who's an absolute legend when it comes to Newcastle journalism. Uh, he's worked at the Newcastle Herald, and I don't mean this in, in, in any rude way to say that, um, how old he is, but Barry Tui, uh, thanks for joining us. You host your own podcast called Tui's News Podcast, and you've been working at the Herald for a long time. How are you, champion? Good, thanks, mate. How are you going? Mate, I, I just want to start off by saying, and if a lot of our listeners don't know this, you you cop a lot of grief on Twitter. You're kind of like the go-to man for anything that's related to Newcastle at all. Someone will go, oh, let's just ask Barry. Um, how, how do you deal <laughs> with him, mate? <laughs> well, basically, if I've got time and I know the answer, I'll probably answer it, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mind. There's plenty of people out there um, questioning what's going on at the club at the moment, so... Um, yeah, as I say, if I've got the time, I'll uh, I'll do do my best to uh, answer it as well as I can. Barry, I saw an article which I don't think was written by you recently, which had uh, which was a real insight into the club. The Knights back in the day were a real transparent club with the media. They used to open the doors quite a lot. Journos would be quite often in the sheds afterwards having a beer with the players and all that sort of stuff. And it was sort of the opposite of that, leading into that the clubs closed off a bit from the local media. Um, run me through that. Yeah, well, it's totally different from back in the day. And we're talking, you know, 30 years ago when we, you know, journos used to go be allowed in the dressing room straight, virtually straight after or 10 minutes after a game and you'd sit down next to a player who's just come off the field and have a beer with them, have a chat to them. Um, there was probably a bit more trust around in those days. I don't, I don't know, mate. There was no mobile phones, I guess, and yep. and no social media back then. So, it, look, it, it's changed considerably to the point now where... Everything's fairly orchestrated, um, and the clubs are, 
you know, they've only got to do what they've got to do as far as giving access to, to their players and, and, and whatnot. And I think at the moment, in particular, it's been difficult because of the the negotiations with the, the players' union. Um, some of the clubs and some of the players have basically decided that, um, you know, they don't have to probably do what as much as what they normally would have to do. Uh, it's probably making it a little bit difficult for the journos. Um and, you know, Newcastle's been a pretty open place in the past and um, it's still been pretty open as well, I think. But um, I think uh, you don't always get the access to the person or the player that you want to talk to when you want to do it. I guess uh, it's probably the easiest way to put it, which can be frustrating, but um, that's the nature of the beast. And, it, and it's not just Newcastle. I think most clubs uh, are pretty similar. There might be a few clubs that are a bit better at it than others, and I'm sure there's clubs that are worse at it than Newcastle. So it's just one of those things that um, journos deal with these days. Barry, James Magnuson here. Thanks for jumping on the show with us. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts. So Newcastle have a top three on his worst day, top five fullback in the NRL. And as a result, they buy a 5'8 for this season uh, in Tyson Gamble to partner Jackson Hastings in the halves. Then they turn around and move said fullback to 5'8", and by Lockie Miller, in doing so, losing one of the most uh, touted talents, local talents from Newcastle, junior products. Have they they made the right move here? And and what happens if the Kalen Ponga move to 5'8 doesn't work for a second time? (laughs) Yeah, lots of questions there, James. And and I guess... (laughs) We're going to have to we're going to have to wait to see whether you know whether the answers are positive for Newcastle or not, particularly with Kalen going to five eight. Look, Tyson Gamble, uh, in, I'll answer that one first. He he was he was um, contracted or signed by the Knights before Jackson Hastings. I think um, the Knights were still after after Luke Brooks at that stage, and were no certainties to get Luke Brooks. Uh, they they picked up Gamble. Um, and at that point in time, I don't know that Kalen was um, totally convinced about moving to six. But I think in the meantime, after they've signed Gamble, um, Pong has made the decision that he, he wants to have another crack at six. And has been, uh, well, he's, all his gym work and all his training has been uh, dedicated to that until he injured himself uh, recently. But um and obviously they picked up, they didn't get Brooks, but they picked up Hastings. Um, look, Newcastle, you can't have enough depth, particularly in the halves, and Newcastle's got plenty of it at the moment. And if obviously if Ponga doesn't work at six and he has to go back to fullback, then that's what will happen, and Gamble will probably play six. But I think he lasted three games under Nathan Brown at six yeah. know, three or four years ago, uh, Ponga. I think, I think he'll be given a lot more time, and he's more mature and... Provided he stays on the field, James, that's the other thing. He wasn't on the field a lot last year. He had concussion issues. But provided he stays on the field, he's still by far Newcastle's most influential player. He's still the player that you want the ball in, in his hand the most. And um, I, I think if if um, if Hastings and Ponga stay healthy um, this season, I think Newcastle's a real chance of, of doing doing something, making a you know, a bit of a run towards the playoffs and surprising a few people given the fact they only won six games last year. There's there's a lot of room for improvement. Do you know whose decision the move to five eighth was? Is that something Ponga wanted to do or was that pushed by Adam O'Brien in the club? Well no, Ponga's Ponga's wanted well, wants to do it and has wanted to do it. look, I think the long term plan was always once Mitchell Pierce left, was always to move Ponga to six. That was the plan 
um, you know, two or three years ago. Well, obviously, what happened with that plan was that Mitchell Pearce bailed out a season before he was his contract was up. So Ponga wasn't ready. So last year they basically, um, you know, had some makeshift players in the halves, which didn't help their their cause. And as I said, Ponga had those concussion dramas and only played, I think, 14 games last year. So, yeah, look, it's been talked about for a while, um, but the the bottom line is that Ponga wants to play there. So, And the coach, to be honest with you, this time last year, the coach probably was reluctant to be moving him there. But um, I think um, Kalen and a few others within the club has probably decided and, and you know made the call that, um, that probably needed to happen and, and Adam O'Brien, the coach, has, has accepted it and, and um, is on board with it and we'll see how it goes. He's certainly built up a lot. Kalen's bigger and stronger than probably what he was playing fullback. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of hope that, you know, within the, the right people at the club at the moment, that it's going to work. We'll have to wait and see. And look, certainly Jackson Hastings, I think the fact that Hastings is on board and he's, He's a uh, he's a real um, leader as a halfback. He steers the ship around. Ponga won't have to worry too much about actually steering the ship, which is I don't think is probably his forte. He's a bit more off the cuff and and doing you know brilliant stuff that he rather than you know rather than um, steering the ship. So with Hastings there, I, I think it's potentially a, a good pairing, which hopefully should make it easier for him to um, to grow into the role, but. You know, we'll have to wait. As I say, we'll wait and see. It won't be instant. I don't think um, he'll be success instantly there. Um, you'll certainly get some traffic running his way. Um, they'll throw some players at him to defend, um, you know, at 5'8 in the front line. So we'll just have to see how it goes. But, you know, the, the future of Ponga at six and, and how he performs with Hastings will probably um, decide how long... Adam O'Brien is, is coach of the club because he's under a bit of, bit of pressure himself and, and he needs that combination to work. Baz, um, on that note, I was in town uh, over the weekend and a few things happened as you're heading up to Newcastle. You get just, uh, as you start to get to about Wanji, you can start to smell Henny Penny and I'm, I'm always a massive fan of that. I'm headed in there for a yummy drummy deal and then um, you pull up at a pub, uh, it was something like the Mary Ellen and then it only takes about two minutes for some bloke you haven't seen in a while to come over and tell you that my mate's brother's uncle's sister has been told that Adam O'Brien's only got four weeks and he's gone. Um, I love I love the Newcastle Bush Mail. I've heard that now for about six different people that Adam O'Brien's been he's he's got four or five games. Um, have you heard anything like that? I've heard six. So <laughs> he might have he might have he might have one or two games more than what you think he's got. Look, look. Um, I I don't think there's 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 been no. I think that's just speculation. I think yeah. that's just um, people putting him under pressure and and basically coming up with a number. Um, I, I don't think there's well, well West have already paid out since they've owned the club have already paid out a coach uh, which cost them 450000 in Nathan Brown um, I don't know that there'll be an appetite to pay Adam O'Brien out early and remember he's got another year after this on his contract so if they sacked him you know after four or five or six games then they'd have to pay a year and a half of his contract out and there won't be any appetite for West to do that but in saying that, Newcastle has to perform. Otherwise, um, you know, he's going to be under all sorts of pressure. In his favour, the draw has been very yes. helpful yeah. for him because uh, if you look at the, the Knights' draw, I think they've got the Warriors, 
the, off the top of my head, the Warriors, the Tigers, I think they've got the Dolphins. Yes. Then they've got the Raiders, who made uh, the top eight last year, Manly, and then the Warriors. So the first six games, if we're talking about the opening six games, they've only got one team that made the eight last year. Um, you know, that's, that's so he's got the opportunity to um, hit the ground running and maybe chalk up a few wins early. And if that's the case, then uh, it'll take a bit of the pressure off. As the Knights fans know that we're always on top of the table after two, round two or three, because I bought grand final tickets last year after round three. So as you know, but um, mate, let's talk, put the, the negatives away. Well, mate, if you remember, yeah. if you remember back to, uh, I think it was um, Rick Stone's era, the Knights won the first four games and were... Uh, top of the table and finish with a wooden spoon. So, um, <laughs> That's our game, any, isn't it? <laughs> anything is possible, mate. Anything's possible. Let's start. Uh, we just interviewed uh, Bulldog CEO uh, earlier on, and, and the missile who's on with me now is a massive Doggies fan. He was throffing. Let's have a bit of a throff for a moment as Knights fans, because like a lot of people, the speculation over whether, whether the six will work and the fullback will work. We do have some excitement. Like a bloke that I annoyed in an Uber um, on the Matty John show, Adam Elliott. Oh, I'm super pumped for what he's bringing to the club. I saw a bit and on his, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely. both coming. Mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this, She's already brought a lot. Yeah, hasn't she? Uh, he He's he, he's really firing me up, mate. I saw a, a, an Instagram post of him yelling at one of the Saifidis on a treadmill. Um, mm. He looks like he's born into the club. I think you can see that with the celebration for the women's team last year. Talk to me about Adam Elliott. Oh, look, he'll be an outstanding signing. I think his form for the Raiders, just just talking about form, I thought his form for the Raiders last season was um, was terrific. And and you, you hear a lot about Adam Elliott. I don't know a lot about him, but I do know from what people tell me... Good dancer. His competitive <laughs> nature. And, yeah, he's, he's uh, he loves all that sort of stuff. So does... Hastings. Hastings has um, been barking instructions to any, any man, <laughs> man that wanted to listen, as you can imagine. Yeah. I think Hetherington, Jack Hetherington, is another signing, is a similar sort of, um, he's got that competitive nature. And Tyson Gamble is, you know, he's built his game on that. So Newcastle's probably targeted a few of those guys, those sort of, those sort of competitors that um, maybe the club's been lacking in the last couple of years. I mean, they've had some good players, obviously, but. Uh, you get guys in there that um, you know that have standards and want to make sure those standards are met, particularly at training. Guys like Elliot and, and Hastings and and Hetherington, well, they're going to make a difference, and that's obviously what Newcastle's hoping will happen. Now, back in the day, the Newcastle team would thrive off a young kid coming through, whether it was a local kid or whatnot. And I paid close attention last year to a lot of kids, and of course. Miss, I'll just mention that we've lost Max Bradbury from the uh, who's the under 19s player from the New South Wales team. But there was two kids that came through last year at the back end of the year. Of course, there was Marpa Lungi who played first grade for a bunch of games, and then um, Oren Keeley who who managed to get a start there in, in uh, first grade. Do you see Oren? I, I I see Oren as a potential superstar. Do you see him playing a bit of first grade this year? Yeah, I do actually. Um, I, I think they were reluctant to put him in last season. He he played a game sort of out of luck because uh, I think he was the 18th man and or the 19th man and a player got injured in the warm-up so he, he ended up coming off the bench. Um, he'll get some more game time. He's in New South Wales under 19s back rower and obviously Mappa Palangi, well, he, I think he's an outstanding talent and I think he's already putting some pressure on someone like Dane Gagai who, who uh, has got some areas in his game, mainly his defence, where he's been pretty ordinary. Uh, I think he's got some pressure on Dane already as far as uh, the centre spot goes, and Bradman Best for that matter. Um, he's going to be he's going to be hard to hold out. And from all reports, mate, the Sharks probably asked for him uh, first 
if you're talking about um, trading players. I think he was the first one they asked for. Really? Um, but they were knocked back straight away, obviously. Um, yeah, so, yeah, some, some great young talents. Obviously, Dom Young's the other one, um, who's, you know, playing on the wing and just played in the World Cup. Um, still only early 20s. Um, Will he stay, Baz? I, I just... I just think he's going to go from strength to strength. Look, uh, the Bulldogs apparently are the latest, and I've heard the Roosters also. Um, and in South Sydney are, are keen on Dom Young. I think he'll stay, mate. I think um, that he's obviously got another year here, and he's got some he's got some uh, young commie guys, teammate or not teammates, but mates of his that he knows coming to the club next year. Uh, I'll be very surprised if he goes. I think the Knights will make sure they keep him. I don't know. I haven't got any inside information. <laughs> uh, his manager's sort of his managers are hawking around a few of the clubs at the moment, and obviously there's some interest there because he is a uh, a really good, uh, really good talent. But uh, like I say, I'll be surprised if he goes. But then again, I was surprised when uh, when Connor Watson left. So anything's possible. It's rugby league, mate. You know that. <laughs> uh, my co-host today, Barry, uh, installed a plaque at the Delaney Hotel up there in Newcastle. I'm just wondering, have you been to worship at the shrine of the Kalen Ponga stallwork? <laughs> I've made sure I haven't, actually. Um, yeah, look, um, yeah, they got a bit of air by your plaque there, didn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, um, it did, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, well, I don't know how long it lasted in the, in the actual cubicle, but it uh, certainly lasted on social media for a little while. Look, <laughs> yeah, that was a very, very strange one. And, and the club has <laughs> copped a bit of criticism for the way they've handled it. As far as, you know, um, we've heard nothing, to be honest. Um, obviously, the the NRL Integrity Unit um, exonerated the two players, Kalen and, and Kurt Mann, from any wrongdoing in that toilet cubicle. And, and who knows exactly what was what happened. But um, <laughs> the club has, whatever the club has done, they've kept pretty private as well. So... Barry, interesting. I don't think Kalen, I don't think Kalen or Kurt have spoken since um, since that incident. So uh, obviously there'll be an interview at some point with those players. So I'm sure it'll be brought up. <laughs> I mean, I'm attempting to make a plaque for Joey Johns too, but it's it's a big job. Um, so there's a lot of plaques. You have to install oh, them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for your time, Barry. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving all those Newcastle listeners of ours hope. Uh, Philpy's pretty buoyed by your comments today. So all the best for the season. Uh, and all the best with getting some access. Sounds like it's getting a bit harder up there in Newcastle. So a big season ahead for you. <laughs> Good on you, boys. Thanks, you, mate. Thanks, Thank Barry. You. All right, Philpy. Uh, basically, this is my summations. Yeah. Knights, bottom three. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Text us in if you agree with me. 0457736736. I mean, he was very positive, Barry, but... I I think they're a bottom three side, Philpy. Mate, I'm super positive. In fact, I, a top eight is a really good price. Get on. We'll talk to Shawnee Omrod in a second from Sportsbet when he pops up. But Do you want to put a pineapple on who finishes higher on the ladder, Bulldogs and Knights? A case. A case? Yeah. Done. Yeah. There oh, we look go. at this. We're shaking on it. shaking on it. There we go. Let's a case. Jibbo, who do you support? Oh, I go for the Roosters. I'm not going toe to toe with you. No, no. Well, Why do you go for the Roosters? You live in freshwater, don't you? Yeah, no. My grandma, when she moved over from New Zealand, she moved to Bondi, where all the uh, the Maoris ended up living, and just from yeah. that, she went for the Roosters. The and weird thing about Bondi out. is no one there actually really supports the Roosters. Yeah, there's not really that many rugby league fans in Bondi. See, I feel like you get a bit of a bad rap for supporting the Roosters. I guess so the Warriors. Should. Yeah, because you're, you're a bandwagon. You live in you live in freshwater <laughs> and you support the Roosters. Well, the Roosters weren't always that great, Missile.
Well, when? When were they not great? Uh, 1975, 2002. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, 96, I was born, but... Oh, I mean, I feel dear. like I, I think the Bulldogs are trending upwards. Yeah. I reckon I Early like Cameron Down. <laughs> it's oh. all about how Ponga Ponga moves to six, though. Yeah. Saifidi brothers, yeah. if they play well, Mate, like they got a, a good lot, strong a forward pass on them. Last year we had Brayley passing the ball to Clune, who was passing the ball to, to uh, Jake Clifford. Right? Yeah. This year you've got. Brayley to Hastings to Ponga. Marpa Lungi's going to play a lot of first grade. Lockie Miller is a player that sniffs around. So we have had no second face play pretty much for a whole season. Mm. Players are going to offload, like Elliot's an offloader. And yeah. Miller's just going to be zipping in and around a ruck. Yeah. Momentum on I the I can back see it. it. I can see it. I just think like they're an injury to Ponga away from a disaster at yeah. any given time. Well, a lot of clubs are like that. Yeah, they? I guess so. Yeah. Well, Brayley last year only played, I think, seven games. So he was out injured and he's a leader at that club. 100%. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to get him. Back he might even be the you. captain, is he? Well, he'd, be, he'd be my captain. Yeah, I'd be doing something similar. The Bulldogs would make Ponga like sort of a club, club captain. captain and I'd make Brayley on-field on captain. Field. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All mean, right. It's a great time of year, though, boys, because every team has a bit of hope, <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. wait a couple of weeks and it's all out the door. <laughs> all right, yeah. coming up, we've got Sean Omerod from Sportsbet. You're on the summer run home with James Magnuson and Steve Philp. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to the Summer Run Home. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. And Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. One man that's got stability and he's got the freedom to move. It's sports bets. Sean O'Rourke. Sorry, I chewed myself up there. I'm laughing at my own jokes, Philpy. Yeah. What's doing? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Try sports bets. Bet with mates. Start a group and build a multi together. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Here he is, the man with stability and the freedom to move. Sean O'Rourke. <laughs> Yeah, well, we boys, what an intro. I tell you what, you mentioned that we had together on the piss missile. I was, I was not stable for a few weeks after that. No stability, yeah. Zero. No stability. Oh, Shawnee, yeah. before we get into What's your happening? tips, I, I just want to – I'm just looking – I was looking at the form. I was looking at what races are left for the day. We've got Grafton, race seven. Something jumps out at me at this race. Yeah. Horse yeah, number two. Yeah. Mm. What, what do you reckon, Phil? Certainly not going to be the favourite. Is, yeah. is this an omen? Noble missile. Oh, yeah. His well, last, his last five starts, his last four starts, he's gone second, second, first, and second. Is he a chance, Sean? <laughs> well, judging by the price, uh, missile four dollars fifty. Obviously, right in the mix. Favorite stuck in the dream. Uh, last start winner two dollars twenty five. But tell you what, I do like about this little uh, noble missile runner. Yeah. It's had a little freshen up. Not a, not a full spell. <laughs> just had a little freshen up. It's had one trial back. When was that? Uh, about ten days ago. Finished first. In that trial, there was only three horses yeah. in that trial. Let me just put a little caveat on that. The <laughs> one from three. Uh, what did it make those time to do with that anyway? But look, I'm just talking about it anyway. The horse looks gullible. Looks like he could easily <laughs> prank it, you know. Like a... Oh yeah, Sean he was on for this. Yeah, but that, that's how I knew that the prank was played on radio. Oh. Sean messaged me. Oh, did he? Right. Because he must have been. Was he? Was he on with you? Yes, at the time? he was. Yes, yeah. yes, he was. Yeah. yeah, I'm still reeling from that, Sean. Uh, I don't know. If... After I yeah, I texted you after I picked myself up off the floor from um, from laughter. It was some of your some of your best work. Google it. M A G. Yes. Hey, Sean while I've got you. Um, Mm. I won some money for you, if you can remember. You've got a very good memory and you're a good listener. Do you at all mm. recall in one of the chats that we had on air that I gave you a tip? 
It wasn't a horse racing um, tip. Uh, can I be honest and say no? I don't remember <laughs> okay. that. Well, you came on. And you wanted to, you wanted to talk about the Gabs beer countdown, right? And yes, you, and yes. you said, oh, you know, uh, I think it was better beer with a number one. And I stopped you and I said, listen, mate, status quo, mountain culture, status quo wins. And you said, I'm putting mm. that in the in the bet slip now, ready to go. You didn't back it, did yeah, you? Yeah, it's all it's all coming uh, flooding back to me. The thing about that was, I think I, I think I had a couple of status quo in that time, so it must have uh, must have slipped my memory. No, I do remember that. No, I didn't back it. Isn't that it? There's always yeah. it always happens when you say you're going to back something, you walk away from the from the computer. Yeah, uh, and more often than not, they salute. So no, so uh, you have uh, another one. You got anything else for me? Well, I did have a tip for the day, but it's already run, and it was not like um, it was just a, one of those name kind of things. Because today is the last day of January, which mm. would mean that a lot of people are going to do this. Um, Feb, I think it's Feb fast but they don't drink uh so today a lot of people <laughs> sounds uh, horrible yeah and stony creek race five <laughs> number two was called polaxed which is what a lot of those people <laughs> would be today because like it's your last day of drinking for a month you're ripping yeah. you're gonna rip in but it ran second so um so okay. no good uh, not know, all lost I'm tips not slips not, not, not all lost yeah two dollars sixty you know what i'm actually gonna do and if anyone wants to join me i'm gonna do um you're gonna get polaxed no no drinking just oh. just for tomorrow <laughs> Um, so I will do one whole day. If anyone wants to jump on, we'll do nah, it. Like, I'm out. No, okay, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, what day's what day's tomorrow? When, Wednesday? Uh, nah, I couldn't couldn't do no drink on nah, a Wednesday. Not wacky no, Wednesday. Yeah. It's not hump day. No, It'll be good. Fair Get enough, out of here. Enough, uh, we had it on the show earlier, Sean uh, Aaron Warburton, mm. Bulldog CEO. Yeah. Can you give us a market dogs futures? I, I'm like I, the more I think about it, the more I like them for the top eight. Yeah, great interview as well. I like, and you mentioned uh, he's bringing what sounds to be um, a fair bit of young energy because he's, what, what did you say, he's only 37 or, or 38. Yeah. He sounds like a very intelligent young man. So I'm all aboard uh, the Borbo train. So he's doing some great things there with <laughs> Gus Gould. Um, what, what I, look, I'm with you, Miss Ol. We're obviously going to be better than last year. What the most exciting thing is we've actually got something to look forward to. We had, I mean, to be fair, we did have Burton at O'Car starting last year. So that was probably the first time in a few years that I felt genuine, you know, excitement going to the year. And we saw, you know, there was probably five or six times throughout the year when they connected and I had to go over cold shower after watching it. <laughs> That's how excited I was. And I've got a little bit more of the same this year, but I've just, I've seen this movie and I've read this book a few many times. You know, you get the um, the the uh, understudy coach that comes in with big raps. I've seen that before. These yeah. big name signings on relatively big money. Um, yep. Although most of them are proven, they come in, they can be, you know, well, flops for want of a better term, it's probably a bit aggressive, but <laughs> we're 23 bucks to win the comp. Mm. I'm not sure that's a massive, massive spoil. Mm. Uh, as I said, certainly going to be better than last year. $2.10, top eight. Now that did or was jumping out of me, but did you hear the bad news yesterday morning? You saw it. This broke the hearts of every Bulldogs fan across the, uh, the great country of ours. Joel Kane, uh, obviously filling in for Brandy and Vossi on the morning show, yeah. uh, declared the Bulldogs to make the top eight. Wow. And that just broke my heart because I've never seen, whenever he declares something, I've never seen an end uh, well. <laughs> so maybe before you, before you back that $2.10, just have a good heart think about it if you really want to go crazy for, uh, for the whole year. But uh, look, I'm bullish, but I'm just going to temper it a little bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, coming up, we've got the All-Stars game. What's the market on that? I'm loving, mm. loving the Indigenous All-Stars backline. Yeah, this is a, a very, very funny game and a tough game to, to get a read on because both sides, they're really, it's a tale of sort of uh, two different 
um, sides here. We've got the Indigenous All-Stars, which is the back line is absolutely stacked. Have you said, I'm just looking at the first try score market here. Josh Adokar, Cobbo, Cody Walker, uh, Latrell's in there, Jack White, and it just goes on and on. And then you look at the uh, the Mary All-Star side, and the backs don't really sort of set me a lot. But then you go to their forward pack, and it is absolutely stacked. You've got Big. the likes of Britton Decora, Harawira Naira, he's in there. Who else? We've got Big Nelson, Asafa Solomon. You've got Nelson Hargraves, got uh, yeah, Joseph Tarpany, Fisher, Fisher Harris. Harris. Yeah. So when I look at that, and I'm I'm a big believer in, you know, obviously, and it's probably the oldest adage in, in rugby league, and you know, the backs can't do much without you know the forwards uh, going forward. So I look at that. I actually thought uh, the Indigenous side would be favourites, but the market has gone up, and it's just in the favour of the Maori side, which. I'm starting to agree with just looking at that forward pack, uh, but there's not much in it. Dollar eighty we put up today. The Indigenous All Stars are even money. The line very very skinny, minus one and a half. And I think that game is only how far away? Maybe ten or eleven days. So mm. I'm absolutely fizzing just to have the uh, the footy back. What about the the preseason challenge? We can bet on that as well when it does roll around. I think that's only nine days away now. Yep. And they've made us wait all this time, right? And the first game, Warriors v West Tigers. That is that is just Stinker. so cool to have the NRL to put that on. But I'll be tuning in. Stinker. I'll be front and centre. Uh, it's a bad time of year to be my uh, new my new wife because um, <laughs> that TV is mine when the, uh, when the pre-season challenge rolls around. Yeah, that's Do right. You... This is just about the last weekend with our better halves, isn't it? Then we're back into NRL. Did yeah, you... we bid farewell. Yep. Sorry, Shawnee, did you leave your old wife? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a new We're supposed one. to keep that quiet. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry, mate. Yeah. All right. Well, Sean, I know you would have been glued to the TV last night. Me and my girlfriend mm. were married at first sight. Yep. First episode. Mm. One bloke's got a girlfriend. One girl's got cystic fibrosis. <laughs> like, it's it's all happening. What, yeah. What markets could you possibly have on this? As it tends to uh, to do when maths uh, does roll around, it is all happening. It doesn't Harrison uh, just strike you as a really great bloke? He's probably, he's already the villain uh, yeah. of this series. Maths are only one episode in. So he's teamed up with Bronte. She found out that he's got a little uh, something on the side or before he <laughs> entered the experiment. So that, that caused a few fireworks um, at their commitment ceremony, as they like to call it. But the other, the other story is Lyndall and Cameron. Now, this is, this, they look like they're going to last. Know, they're, made, they're made for each other. We've got Cameron. He's the, the chippy that lives in the back of his um, lives in the back of his ute. He's got the blue healer. He just looks like a great bloke. She looks like a great uh, bird as well. So I think they're going to go probably the whole way. I think yeah. they're a dollar forty. Oh wow! The show as a couple, so very very short. The same can't be said for Bronte and Harrison. They're five bucks. But if we've got if we know one That's thing about Harrison, he's not. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, it could be. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I've, I've got an angle because he's okay. not there obviously for the real deal. So he's going to hang on you know, for dear life, just to get as many Instagram followers that he possibly can. So he's going to really push the uh, push the envelope and try and hang in there for as long as he can. So maybe not. His girlfriend won't be happy about that. <laughs> no. Yeah, good good luck, Harrison. I'm glad it's you and not me, son. Now, fellas, if I'm honest, I didn't listen to one piece of that. Um, sorry, oh, just can't do mate. that. I cannot cop that rubbish. So uh, let's go Super Bowl. Uh, I can cop that. Let's go Super Bowl. I like Philly. What's yeah. their chances? Uh, well, the market's got them just in front. Philby dollar seventy eight. Yep. Kansas City Chiefs two dollars oh five. Now Philly, they started the year. I think they're about twenty to one or twenty three dollars thereabouts. Kansas were about uh, ten to one. Uh, but the big thing here is the the ankle of Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, the quarterback for Kansas City Chiefs got through the game yesterday, uh, but he was limping. He really was on one leg um, towards the end of that game. They've got a two week break now. It was two weeks yesterday. So I think 
there'll be a lot of NFL punters. Uh, that's the betting type, not the kicking type, that are going to be sort of uh, waiting on Patrick Mahomes' injury news. And I think if he if, if it's good news between now and then, I think that price is going to continue to firm up. And it wouldn't shock me uh, if it jumped about picking because we've seen about two thirds of the money already. It's only been up for what just over 24 hours. Two thirds of the money is on Kansas City, so I think it's going to go that way. And it's really tight. Uh, in the Super Bowl MVP market as well. It's always the quarterback show. We can hardly split the two quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts for Philly. He's $2.20, so he's got that slight edge with them being favourites. Patrick Mahomes, who has done it before, uh, back in 2019, $2.25. Then we got uh, the next two chances. Travis Kelsey, one of the brothers playing in this game. And AJ Brown is a wide receiver. He's 13 bucks. But it's one of the great Mondays, arguably the best Monday uh, of the whole year. Although it's Valentine's Day the next day, so we're going to have to play this one very smart. Oh, the new one. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Done a little bit of groundwork nice and early. Yeah. One thing I've learned in my, uh, in my travels. Just lay it nice and early, and mm. then we can, uh, might be able to get away with something. Mm, there it is. Stability and the freedom to move. Oh, That's it. Oh, like that, huh? <laughs> Sean Omerod. Sean, Sean before, before we let you go, uh, have you got a horse mm. or a dog, any track, any time, any country in the world, something? <laughs> oh, well, you've, you've thrown me a hospital pass there. Look, yeah. let, let's just go we go with the Nobel Missile. Yeah, let's go right. the Nobel Missile oh. bus because, and I don't know if it's on the back of uh, you know the listeners' money just piling into it, it's been $4.50 into $4.20 since we've started this chat. So always oh. when you're at these tracks out wide, grass and particularly one of those, yeah. uh, just follow the money. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's going Nobel Missile's way. So, that, uh, but as always, gamble responsibly. That may have shortened up due to my bet that I just placed while, <laughs> while we're on the phone to you. Oh, all right, the man with stability and the freedom to move, Sean Onrod. Try sports bet. Bet with mates. Start a group and build a multi together. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 Thanks, Sean. Thanks, boys. We'll chat soon. All righty. You you on any? You on Nobel Missile? Um, I don't have any money. <laughs> Battler punter here. How are you um, going to afford that case of beers? Because uh, Lundy's texting. He's had yeah. an astute observation here. He says, classic Newcastle supporters bet. Yeah. Take big stakes because you are never going to pay if you lose. Win-win. Lundy, text your number in. I'll bet you too. <laughs> there you go, Lundy. Put your money where Come your on, mouth bro. is. Let's do it. Uh, Jeff from Beaumont Hills says, great show, boys. The Knights won't even make the top 10. They are junk. Yeah. Canterbury are morals to finish higher in the comp than the Knights. Now, Jeff from Beaumont Hills. Just so you know, and I do this on Twitter. If I see someone bag the Knights out saying they're going to finish here or they won't finish there, yeah. I screenshot every single one of them. Oh, you save I it. pop them in a folder, and then yeah. I'll let you know once we win the comp. And what? Do you do with the, how big is that folder right now? Because you've been waiting <laughs> since what, <laughs> two thousand one. Correct. Well, we've no, we won the comp last year, mate. I'm, I think you forgot about that. Uh, didn't you? Yeah. Undefeated. Oh, the women's prep. comp. Yeah, yeah. It's just as important as the men's. That one. was like <laughs> that, the joke when you said, "Oh, my my uh, my daughter's a massive Newcastle fan," and yeah. then you asked for Millie Boyle's photo, not <laughs> Adam Elliott. Jeez, that tickled me. Jeez, that tickled no me. Worries. I reckon that was the best one you did. Thank you, mate. Uh, what do we got coming up, uh, Gibbo? Well, Sports Day will be on after us boys the global game returns with simon hill and alex brosk they've got a massive show following the big news that graham arnold has re-signed for the socceroos mate coach. i'm stoked oh absolutely <laughs> stoked so yeah there's plenty coming up on sen but I, I think philpy had something that he wanted to tip in for the last 10 minutes of the show which is always the best 10 minutes of the show <laughs> yeah missile where um a couple of weeks ago when i was filling in for a professor um, I decided with like a minute to go on the show that I solicited for texts and calls for no, with like, you know, 45 seconds to go, but unknowingly and everyone was like, so yeah, we're going to get a run up this time. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. be a run up, but look, if you want to do it in 
And if you if you're listening right now, give us a text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I've got a Philpy's facts. Uh, yeah, I know a bunch of stuff. No one ever believes me. I'm stand up comedian. People always think you're telling a joke of some sort. I've never taken seriously. I know some stuff. If you've got a fact that you know. Uh, send us a text or give us a call, and I'm going to throw some text at you guys, uh, some yeah. facts at you guys, yeah. and see if you think that they're true or not. Well, um, this is the sort of content that's got Gibbo naming the show The Drive Home with uh, Steve Phil. <laughs> that's the name yeah. of the show today on all broadcast stations, Gibbo. Can you, we'll, we'll miss can you answer? First of all, mate, you've, you've probably miscalled the show a few times today. It's actually the summer run home. The yeah. summer run home. It's the summer run home, yep. So it is a summer run home. I'm not actually aware <laughs> of who puts which name where uh, on the broadcast guide. So I am I am sorry for that because I know when you sit in the big boy chair, you're going to be... <laughs> oh, this, oh, is, no. here hey, go. this is like a maths episode. Well, yeah. he's, he's sort of been going at me all day. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, my segment. Let's fight. Let's no, fight. No, well, you know, Miss Oh, look, let's just say oh, I'm, I'm trying to help you out here, mate. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm trying not to give you any bum steers throughout the show. Oh. I think it's been a tremendous performance from you. But let's not let's not start fighting each other positive, now. Positive positive affirmations. That's well we know that's Gibbo's love language, uh, Philpy. Well, he loves the affirmations. You two look at the for them. Greased up and just wrestling a bit. I can tell uh, well, I can see it happening. In the new uh, that's entirely your choice. I got my speedos. I have no problem here. <laughs> no problem. By the way, Lundy's message through his number and he says come at him. Yeah, Philpy, yeah, so I'm ready. I'm ready. Another oh, case of beers on the line with Lundy. Do you want me to hit you with a filthy fact? Uh, I was waiting for it. I'm going to a oh, commercial break the or something. Facts. We're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Let's go. Right. Right. Fact. Now, I mean, you guys would probably know this fact. And as a swimmer and, and a legendary swimmer, you yeah. are, of course, missile. Um, you would know that Michael Phelps has won more gold medals than uh, whole countries. Anyone? Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. you know, Michael Phelps has won 23 gold medals. Mexico, the country, has won 13. In really? the history of the Olympics. Yeah. In the history. Of Summer Olympics. Mexico have won no uh, Winter Olympic <laughs> um, wow. gold medals. What is that? Mexico yeah. sucks. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's basically it. Or is it more that Phelps, Phelps is, is great? Uh, yeah, yeah but 20, there's, that means they don't even win one in Olympics. Like, well, they suck. And they've hosted the Olympics, have they not? Yes. Every now and then? Yeah. yeah. Did they win one? So what, do you know, I mean, this might be going deep into your Philpy's facts, but do you know what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, well, no, what events mostly? But yeah, I suppose the year. Smuggling. The me- oh, the Mexican. Digging. Yeah. Shipping containers. They've got a lot of. Uh, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Um, here, I'll give you another. I'll get, you sent me down that road. I'll give you another. Uh, did you know that most Olympic gold medals are not made out of gold? What are no, they made what? out of? Brass. Sterling silver. What? Yeah. I thought you didn't know that. <laughs> no. Right. My silver medal is made out of silver. I don't, don't have a gold one to test out. You oh, did, they right. Do Sorry, the, uh... bro, that was a bad... <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah. silver. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll hear oh, you another one. You, tell me Michael Jordan's jerseys, numbers that he wore in his in his 23? Career. Yeah. He wore... Two, 40, was it 44? It was 45. Oh. Yeah, you were close. Yeah, well, in, off by one. You were one off, but that doesn't win your keynote. No. And, uh, like... <laughs> So tw- he was, um, yeah, 23 and 45, right? Yeah. And the reason he was 45 is he wanted to make, when he went to the Wizards, he wanted to make this grand comeback and he thought this is a new start. And then he wasn't particularly good in the 45, so he went straight back to the 23. Do you think that's because it was 2-3, then 4-5? Is he just... He, allegedly, it was as his first jersey that he had in high school 45. or something like that. Yeah. Mm. But here's one for you. Michael Jordan actually wore a third jersey, right? And not a lot of people know this. So he wore the number 12 in one game only. 
It was in 1990, and the reason being, it was in Orlando. Someone stole his – this is when he was playing for the Bulls ah. – stole the number 23 jersey from the Sheds. The valuable bef- jersey. Before yeah. the game. Wow. So there's one 12 jersey getting around. There you go. That would be worth money, the number 12 jersey. Number 23 now is worn by Shane Warne in cricket, uh, LeBron James, uh, Buddy Franklin. Uh, oh, there was someone else. There's a bunch of famous. 23 jersey now basically is it's the grouse. It's the jersey you've got to get. If you get to pick your jersey number. David Beckham as well. David yeah. Beckham. There you go. So basically the biggest name in every sport. Here's one for you, right? Mm. This is more of a trivia question, but I know the answer. It's still a fact. What do you reckon is the most popular sport amongst nudists? Beach volleyball? <laughs> no. Well, you know, I would have gone with shuttlecock, um, but you know what it is? It's, you're right. It's actually, well, it's volleyball. Uh, yeah. Makes is, sense. Because they get they nude up mostly on the beach, right? <laughs> you think wrestling. That's the most popular place to nude up. Bit of a nude, yeah. like a bit of Greco-Roman wrestling in the nude, what you two well, are going to do. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, wrestling should be up there too. Jiu-jitsu. What about swimming? Because late night swimming, usually yeah. there's no no clothes in there. But that's yeah. not a sport. I mean, uh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Google it. <laughs> no, um, maybe that's why they've got the net in the middle of the court to stop the creeps. Like, if you're yeah. there, you're, you're jumping up, and the old mate's got his sword in your face. Um, here's another one for you. Uh, tug of war mm. was an Olympic event. Bring it back. Yeah. I mean, you got all these stupid sports. Breakdancing is going to be the next Olympics. Bring back tug of war. Five. It was five uh, Olympic Games where it was between 1900 and 1920. These days, most of the tugging goes on in the village. Um, but uh, tug of war was an event. <laughs> Can here's, I pick so, who would have won it? Yeah. I reckon Hungary, yeah. Romania. Lithuania, maybe Russia. <laughs> I, can't, I can't confirm any of this. Okay. Although, fun fact here, um, Eels Muzzer sent in, world record for holding your breath underwater is 18 minutes, 32 seconds by Eels. That seems too long. Yeah, that, you'd be dead, I think. Wouldn't you die? I, I, nothing's impossible. I mean, people can train themselves to do it, but 18 minutes sounds outrageous. Two more for you. Jack yeah. Johnson, boxing heavyweight champion of the world, he invented the household wrench. Did you know that? Jack Johnson. Yeah, and he also went on to make really crappy music. Yeah. Um, surf music and sit by a campfire as well. Didn't you want to go watch him live, Gibbo? Oh, yeah, only oh, just sorry. three times Gibbo. last year. <laughs> yeah, no. Jack Johnson, okay. It's Was cool. there not a um, a guy who played in the Super Bowl? Called Jack this- Johnson. It's no, a pretty generic name. In the last NFL game, there was like a fourth-string quarterback. I think he might have Jack Johnson or John Jackson. <laughs> That's Dick, it. Dick mate. Johnson? No, come on. No. Filpy. Is no, it, I thought Johnson, this was Filpy's facts, not Filpy's yes. jokes. Well, here's the last one. Um, do you know in hockey the face-off? Yeah. Did it, it actually went by another name before? Did you know what that was? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it sounds like you do. You. <laughs> oh, I can... Along the lines of our last chat, well, it was you tug know, of war. No, so puck, like the puck. Oh, the puck off. Yeah, it was a puck off, which oh, is what this segment like should probably happen now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That's my favourite saying. Let's make like a hockey player and get the puck out of here. Oh, I like that. What did you think? You like those facts? I like them. Yeah, I like them. I just know that stuff too. I didn't Google it. Our <laughs> listeners, our listeners haven't contributed a lot. I mean, the the world record eighteen minutes thirty two. I'm, I'm going to have to fact check. I'll take your word for it, Muzz, but. Did he ever come back up for air after 18 minutes? Far out. Yeah, and it's a good time for facts because the internet now, people love, if you're on Facebook, you've got a fact, don't you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. opinion well, is a it's, fact. It's ruined a lot of dinner table chat because you used to be able to throw out a fact or a statement 
and you'd have to debate it. Yeah. Now someone just Googles it and shuts you down if you're wrong. <laughs> like I, I sometimes make some some big claims and I just back it up with confidence rather yeah. than facts. Well, I just said swimming wasn't a sport to, right in the face of an Olympic <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> uh, so Eels Mars is bang on, actually. The longest time Who to was hold it? the breath underwater. Caroline, achieved by Caroline. I haven't clicked on the link, but it's Caroline is the first name. Far out. Yeah. 18 minutes, 32.59 seconds. It doesn't seem right, does it? Like that. Well, that's... I mean, this could also be fake news. Yeah. I doubt it. Well, Eels Mars has heard it somewhere before, so... Here's another one for you. Tennis umpires once sat in padded rocking chairs. Bring that back. Yeah. So, you know, like you got one of those. How would that play- hold up against the water bottle from Curios? <laughs> yeah. You ever see that footage where he throws the water bottle at the umpire and he goes, it slipped. It slipped. <laughs> he's an A-grade. Yeah. Nah, he's the king. Yeah, well, he obviously he's the king, Curios, but he's a bit of a bit of an A-grade. Yeah, that's why we like him. Yeah, do you reckon you'll win a Grand Slam ever? Probably not, but I'll still watch him every time. <laughs> <laughs> I like you guys have started to bond here at the end of the show. It's yeah, really, well, really we've lovely. brought it back here. We yeah. do have a bit of – oh, that is lovely. We have, we've had runs on the board. Yeah. This is not the first yeah. time we've ever worked together. <laughs> it's not our first radio. No, unfortunately not. No, it is lovely. When do I start <laughs> soliciting for text? Uh, right now, mate. <laughs> uh, give us a text, 0457736736. Have you got a – have you got – here we go. Someone's just taking Paul, Jordan wore – this is Michael Jordan wore the 45 at the Bulls after he came back, after his dad died, and then he went to 23. Okay, right. Okay, thank you for that one. Um Okay, I won't be able to read that one, Michael, from Des Moines, but um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you anyway. It was uh, in response to a naked sport for nudists. Um, We've got a few texts coming through about the Knights off the back of your chat, yeah, Philpy. So the North Coast Knight, uh, he says he's stoked with the signing of Lockie Miller, and I'm kind of with him. I think it's a good signing. Uh, coming from the professional rugby, he'll bring a good culture to the team and much more uh, effort defensively than Ponga. Yeah. I, I like the Lockie Miller signing. Um, hey, yeah. If they've lost the talented front row, but they've gained a star fullback. So, all right, Philpy, we're almost home. Mate, that was fun. Thanks for having me. And, uh, of course, uh, Professor and Rochi, uh, Professor and Barney will be back tomorrow. Uh, enjoy. Take it easy. Thanks, was, Gibbo. What was that, Gibbo? The run home with Steve Phil? <laughs> oh, and James Ramson. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs>